Well, I bet you're busy. It's uh, Christmas week, weekend coming up here, and uh, we've been really busy. Our daughter and son-in-law and grandchildren uh, from the Mission Field in Africa have joined us here, and they're going to be with us for a while, and we just celebrated our daughter's uh, birthday, and then the granddaughter's birthday coming up this weekend, and my birthday coming up, which we're going to ignore, but coming up this weekend, and Stevens, uh, let me see, we just... Um, had Stephen's birthday here, and you look you look a lot older, Stephen. So, anyway, it's a busy time of the year, but I'm, thank you for allowing us to spend a few minutes with you here. By the way, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. This is the Intentional Living Center. We're part of Family Life uh, Radio, and Jennifer's here, and Stephen, and our team, and we love you guys a lot, and we have a, a great passion for this upcoming new year because here's what we believe, and this is what we've seen: uh, when our lives get cluttered with a lot of things, and today, boy, we got clutter everywhere we got financial clutter we got uh, messages going on in the world they are scary and and we did a research study uh, recently here and one of the number one one or two areas of concern are people feeling out of control and I know as Christians ultimately God's in control but come on our feelings still don't change from day to day we still wrestle with it and so ultimately we're here to help you experience more peace more purpose, more meaning in your life. As a follower of Christ, we can do this, and we bring it down to where we can all understand it, and that is figuring out what pleases Christ, doing the next right one thing. And that's what we're talking about today. And in particular, we're focusing on one area of your, your life, and that's your marriage. Now, it could be anything. It could be one thing in your finances, maybe in your work. Maybe it's one thing for this holiday season when you're going to be with the family, but it's about the power of one thing. One thing done once is a good idea. Done twice is interesting, but done all the time becomes a habit. And that's what we want to see, the kind of habits that can be transformational in our lives. So if you have a one thing that you've learned for your marriage, tell us about it on our storyline at 888 1717 One thing we're doing intentional in our marriage to help with communication and I'm a good listener, but I found that I wasn't always listening real well to my husband. So what I'm trying to do intentionally is when he's talking, I really give him my undivided attention and really uh, apply the listening skills. One thing that we're doing intentionally to improve our marriage, one of the uh, specific things that we really worked through uh, was, was improving our relationship and our communication. And it's really becoming one in our marriage. I have decided to pick my one thing, and that is to not play video games. It's kind of put a wedge between my wife and I. I've talked to her about it, and that's what I've decided to do. I've been doing it for about a week now, and it's already made such a huge difference in my relationship with her. Good for you. Listen, you know, this thing of having great relationships, it really isn't rocket science. I mean, there's some basic things, being a good communicator, learning to listen, and uh, every day doing something to build into that relationship. A text, a call, a touch, a word of encouragement makes a big difference. And it doesn't hurt to do the dishes, guys, or make the bet, or whatever, all right? And Jennifer's in there applauding. Yes, they'll go for it, right? Tell those guys what they got to do there. All right. Talking about the power of one thing in your marriage. Uh, Adam has a, a thought for us. You can join as well on our storyline, 888-888-1717. My name is Adam, and, and I was calling in today to kind of 
to give the one testimonial on one thing I could work on. Um, and I'm going to focus on the next 30 days. And, and that's overall just talking less and listening more, um, especially with my wife. Uh, I have the tendency to talk a little bit too much. And sometimes I think I miss a lot of the points of what she's trying to get across because I'm so concerned about what I need to say. Um, so I'm focusing a lot on just listening and talking less. Uh, good for you. Listen, that, I, I just be real honest with you. That's an issue for me. Jennifer, would you believe that? That could no. be an issue in my marriage. <laughs> Uh, I know Donna doesn't appreciate it when I have too many ideas and and my kids don't either. I have to be just really transparent with you. I have been in, in this work of helping people as a counselor and teacher and uh, that sometimes I jump in with my great wisdom, hello, quote unquote, uh, when it's not welcome, not invited, <laughs> and and the timing is wrong. Even though I think, hey, this would be a great idea, so... I hear you, Adam, learning to listen and not always come up with the instant solution to your a spouse's problem, even though you know you're right. <laughs> Being honest here at this holiday season, hopefully Donna's wrapping gifts and not listening. <laughs> All right, we're talking uh, about the power of one thing uh, for your marriage here at Intentional Living. My 30-day intentional intentions, <laughs> intentional intentions, is to have a better attitude toward the way that I speak to my husband. I'm going through menopause, and it is getting the best of me. And every day I ask our Heavenly Father, please, please just find my tongue, because I just find that I'm short with him and it's just not the way that I want to be walking and so I just pray every day that our Heavenly Father gets me through this because yeah this is real and um, I'm sure that there are other women out there dealing with the same thing and I just pray for them as well because it is not easy prayers 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 going up for all the women who are dealing with menopause This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Sometimes setting goals is a struggle, but without goals, your life can easily get off course. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living in Your Personal Life, you'll learn about the five essential areas of life and how setting goals and establishing healthy habits can get you back on track. If you missed your chance to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. And when you give, we'll automatically give you this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools directly to your inbox. So don't miss your chance to have your gift matched. Give right now, and you'll also receive the Year of Prayer and Purpose calendar, each month featuring listener stories, a prayer from Scripture, and practical ways you can activate your faith. Your monthly support helps you live an intentional life for Christ. Call 888-888-1717 now, or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. 
That's theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, we appreciate your support. We really, really do. You know, we're here on the um, 21st, moving closer to the end of the year. Uh, We have less than two weeks to go to wrap up 2023. I got to say a couple things. Number one, I appreciate each of you. I often, my wife and I will talk about how humbled we are that so many friends around the country that you all give sacrificially uh, every month, some of you on an annual basis, quarterly basis. And we know that some give a dollar a day and some will give $5,000. But everything put together allows our team here to do what we do. And here's our commitment to you. Every dollar that comes in helps us continue to carry on with this mission. We don't borrow money to do this. We won't do that. That's very unintentional as far as we're concerned. We believe that God will supply, but we just be honest with you where we are. And as we're closing out this year, December, by, by virtue of being the giving month, is the single largest giving month of the year. And we budget for that every year. And we're a little bit behind where we need to be. And so what happens in these next eight or nine days will make a huge difference. So frankly, allow us uh, to continue on uh, into this next year. So if you could if you could pray about uh, a year-end gift before the craziness and busyness of the next several days and uh, join us, we'd appreciate it. How do you do that? You say, I'm giving every month. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Could you pray about as a family, maybe giving a 13th month? If you give an extra, you know what? If everybody did that, the need would be met uh, quickly. Or maybe this is an annual time to say, hey, we're closing out the year and we'd like to give a gift. Some of you could do that maybe through your retirement fund. You have, you know, RMD, you know, if you have that, you know what that means. Uh, A required minimum distribution on some of you who have retirement funds and so on because of uh, time in life and your, your stage. You can give that way, whatever. Uh, but just thank you for thinking about us. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for supporting us. God bless you. Just go to theintentionallife.com, click on donate, or as I mentioned, during West Coast Business Hours, you can call uh, 888-888-1717, press number 2, talk to our staff. Of course, they're kind of on and off here during this Christmas weekend coming up, but uh, give us a call or go online. That's the easiest to theintentionallife.com. Talking about uh, about the power of one thing in your marriage, love to have you join in uh, and be a part of the show today as uh, you share what God is teaching you in in your life. All right, I think we're going to Julie next in uh, New Mexico. Uh, Julie, appreciate your call. What's a, what's an ingredient? One thing that's been in, indispensable in your uh, in your marriage. Giving each other grace. My husband is really good about that and has modeled that our whole marriage, but I've kind of taken a little bit longer to get there, and so it really helps me to remember that I really appreciate it when he gives me grace about stuff, you know, when I mess up or not treating him well, and so I should kind of treat him the same way and be reciprocal with that, that God is not condemning of us and gives us grace, and so just keep that in mind when we're bothered with each other. Like I said, we kind of go back and forth with Whoever of us has given the other one grace. Well, grace is a, what God gives to us, and certainly as we give it to each other in marriage, that's closeness. So it's something that sounds like you've learned or developed over the years. Yeah, God's definitely been teaching me that a lot lately. And like I said, my husband's been a really good Christ-like model of that for our whole marriage. All right. Thank you for sharing that with us uh, today, Julie. We have people that want to share more on this power of one thing. Let's stay in New Mexico with Margot. 
Margo, what's, what's your one thing for your marriage? My husband and I, we've made the commitment of praying every morning together before it goes, but we're learning together over the years to not only pray for our needs, but to pray for the needs of others. Mm. And then learning to pray to be better helpmates to each other. We've been married 44 years, and, you know, we're both coming up with some health issues, so it's like, okay, Lord, show me how I can be a helpmate to cover what's wrong with him, and he prays to be able to cover what's wrong with me. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do. And, you know, also, I wanted to give a word of encouragement if you know somebody out there that has gone through adultery and is facing that in their relationship. I've been through that when we were married 12 years, and my husband just felt the need to unload and let me know. Mm. And I had no idea, but we made the commitment then and there. We took a vow forever, for better or for worse. And we said, from now on, it's going to be for better. And we've worked hard, and it takes time. Mm -hmm. But don't give up. Don't take the easy way out for divorce. But make sure that you're there so it doesn't affect the kids. Don't put the kids in the middle of all of it. You know, we had a call. We've, we get a lot of calls on this. There's an affair. Um, trust is broken, and people don't know what to do, and they're in tears and wonder if they should bail out. Obviously, that's way in the rearview mirror for you guys. But how long did it take you to get through the process of rebuilding trust in your marriage? I'd say a good five years. Yeah. I think I've always heard that, three to five. Yeah. I kept throwing it back in his face. And he was strong, and he said, no, the Lord wants me here. And he made a life change right there. He rededicated himself to the Lord. And it took me five years before I even came to the Lord. And it's from there. You just start praying together and working together. And it takes a lot of work in a marriage. It's not a simple, you know, pie-in-the-sky type deal. You've got to work at it. That's right. You absolutely do. Thank you, Margo, and and slipping in that uh, personal, very personal, transparent story. Thank you for doing that, because you know what? There's somebody here at this Christmas Eve of Christmas uh, who's thinking of bailing out after Christmas. They're done, and and maybe you need to have a great confrontation with your spouse and deal with some issues, but give God a chance to do something in your relationship. Just, just a thought. Maybe that strikes home today. All right, let's go to Ron. We got a guy calling. Ron, uh, f- uh, calling from Arizona. What's your, what's your one thing uh, for your marriage? Well, you you've helped me a lot, Doctor Randy. Um, seven years ago, I asked my wife for a divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just wasn't working, and about six years ago, I started listening to your program, and I have followed a lot of the things you have suggested to try, uh, such as I've gone to my wife and says, "What is one thing that I can change to to make our marriage better?" Uh, I do that about every two months, three months, try to find something new. It started, well, I don't know anything. Uh, Then I've also gone in and says, what is one thing that shows you I love you that I do? And our marriage, we've celebrated 24 years in September. Uh, We're as happy as we've ever been. Uh, She is changed. She is trying hard. You know, and it's just, it's wonderful, and I wanted to thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. You've done the work, though, Ron. I mean, what you've well, done. I understand, but. You, you, yeah, you, what you said is, hey, one thing, what happens is, I think what happens to men is we, 
we get inundated with all of the the books on marriage and all the things we're supposed to do, and there's 29 things, and we end up doing nothing because we get overwhelmed. And you've said, hey, what's one thing I could do? And she told you, and you do it, and you do it because you love her. And I'll tell you, you, you that's mileage in your relationship because she knows you're doing it because you love her. Um, and it makes a difference. Sounds like it's been a, it's been a difference maker in your marriage. Oh, it has. You know, and I'm not perfect at, at changing it, but, but she sees that I'm trying, and she sees that I understand that that's an issue for her. You know, so it shows me that I that I care about her, and it's just not about me in this marriage. It's about both of us. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Hey, listen, Ron, you you gave the ultimate example by simply asking, "What's one thing we could do? I can do." You know, we talk about expectations. Expectations minus reality. Expectations minus what actually occurs in your marriage will always create disappointment. Always. That's just the way it is. So if we can sit down and clarify the expectations. What is it that your spouse expects? And then from that, determine what one thing could I start doing? I may not be able to do all those 10 things that she's mentioned or he's mentioned, but I can do that. What one thing could I start to do today to show my spouse that I love him, I love her? Now, some of you are already doing this. You're over the top doing this, and that's fantastic. Some of you need to understand how this applied to your marriage today can be transformed transformational in terms of your relationship, your marriage, even your parenting, your finance, your intimacy and in, in marriage, every area of your life. It's powerful. All right, Stephanie, before we take a break here, I want to get you on from Arizona. Uh, what's, what's your one thing for your marriage? Yes, the way we work on our marriage is constantly trying to put our marriage before our children. That's good. How do you do that? We try to make sure that we stay focused on each other, you know, with activities and things that happen. Life gets busy. Um, so date nights and just making sure we have one-on-one time with each other. Now, do the kids go like, hey, we don't like that. And they try to butt in and, and uh, pay attention to me when you're trying to pay attention to each other? Well, we have a six-year-old, so he'll come in and, and sneak in on a hug or whatever. But mostly, <laughs> no. They're very um, loving and kind, and they're excited whenever we go anywhere we always try to do an activity with them ahead of time and then we make it known that hey we're going out to have time for us yeah that, that's um, because, good what difference has that made do you think in your family and to your kids it makes a big difference because with life gets busy and if you can't show affection and time for each other then the importance of your marriage just kind of dwindles so for our kids it shows them that it's okay to be a little selfish and take some time to show somebody that you love them and that you're going to put the effort forward. Yeah. And it shows them um, a respect of how to treat their spouse when they get older and why that's important. Mm-hmm. It's um, powerful. As the mom, I tend to, oh, my child, my child. But they're not my child. They're God's child. And so I have to remember in the back of my mind, eventually they're going to grow <laughs> and leave us. And I'm going to be left with a spouse that either I know and I love and I adore or somebody that I don't know and I don't really even want to be with. So that relationship is so important. And many times as moms, we tend to put our kids ahead of our husbands. And that's just not God's plan for us. Yeah, it's really it's really a dumb thing to do because you just said it. Those kids are going to grow up. They're going to get their own family. They get their own life. They're going to go off to school or whatever. And like you said, you're going to roll over one day and look at your husband and say, who in the world is this guy? And, <laughs> and this is where there's two times in, in marriage that we see divorce 
take a jump. One is the first seven years of marriage because things are not settled. And the second time is when there's an empty nest. And what occurs there is what you just mentioned. You know, we've been busy with kids and doing things now. There's nothing, but you know, between the two of us. And if you're not giving those daily investments into the account of your marriage, boy, it catches up with you. So doing things like you say, having a date night, doing things that have to be expensive, spending time, investing into each other uh, on an intentional basis um, has made a difference. How long have you been married? Uh, we've been married eight years only. Eight years. How would you rate yeah. your marriage on a scale of one to ten? Uh, we have a great marriage, but we also have a great pastor that's very Bible teaching. And so anytime we kind of dwindle off, there always seems to be that message on that Sunday morning. But um, it's actually uh, on a scale of one to ten. I want to say about a nine. Mm. Thank you for your call. When we talk about having an intentional family, if you're going to be intentional in your family, you have to maintain high standards. Gottman found in marriages that when couples tolerate bad behavior from themselves or from their spouse, it creates a problem in the marriage. And this is true in the family as well. And you know, we go back to talking about expectations, right? A little bit ago. Establishing expectations about the standards in our family. What are things that are not acceptable in your family? You know what, that's an excerpt from the teaching uh, this month. We talk about intentional living. I wanted to wrap up this year about intentional living, your own personal private life, for your own personal development, the power of setting some goals for yourself uh, for this new year, but also uh, learning to communicate, the power of communication. And when you do those things in your marriage, you do those things in your personal life. They change and impact your relationship and your marriage as well. It's very powerful. Uh, you know, as we wrap this up here in just a few minutes, uh, going into this Christmas weekend, maybe you have some stress going on in your marriage. Can I encourage you maybe just to reach out and break down some of those walls, make an effort today to connect with your spouse in some ways, be an understanding of the stress of this time of the season, and just connect with them. And maybe you don't get the response that you'd like. Maybe you don't get the response that you expected but you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Doing that next right one thing. Speaking encouragement or love or respect into your spouse. And you keep doing it for God's glory and ultimately for the benefit of your marriage. Talking about the power of one thing. Hey Randy, my name is Bert Arnold. I'm 52 years old. I've been married for 34 years almost. Early in our marriage, we got in a really big fight and my wife went into the bedroom and said she was leaving so she started packing her suitcase i got my suitcase out and she said where are you going and i said wherever you're going if you're leaving me i'm going with you and we both started laughing so hard we forgot about our fight but it was that moment that we decided divorce was not an option for us we both come from broken families and uh, a lot of divorce and abuse and neglect and, and different things from both sides. But it was God, the, the number one thing that's kept our marriage together is just both walking with the Lord together. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> At that moment, I could see some wife saying, I'm going to hit you with the suitcase, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, you're saying, hey, we're together, we're committed. 
when we close the door every time we have an issue to I got to get out of here and I'm, that's you know that that's something that's far too quickly and easily used in our culture today unfortunately so thank you Bert for uh, sharing your one thing the difference it's making in your life Hello, my name is Danette. What I want to do this year for my marriage is to thank my husband more often and appreciate him. I find that I personally always want to dwell on the bad things. And uh, the other night I was talking to him and I think in my heart I really wanted to start a fight. And I um, asked him, you know, what it is that, uh, how he feels loved. And, uh, you know, I guess I really wanted to tell him how I felt love and his way of Giving love is by cooking and doing uh, acts of service towards me, so he said. And the thing is, he looked so happy, like a little kid, saying, Oh, I just love making you food, and I love doing things for you. That all of a sudden, my heart was melted, and I was like, I can't believe I was going to pick a fight with you over, I wanted you to treat me and love me in a completely different way. And I found myself thanking him and telling him how wonderful I was so glad that you know, I have him in my life and that he does these things for me. And uh, it really, I, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit kind of making me realize that I needed to appreciate him. And that is going to be my intention for this year is to continue to appreciate him and uh, thank him when he does, you know, any little thing for me because it just made us closer that evening. And it was, it was just a wonderful experience, at least for me. I don't think he had any idea. But, well, I guess he felt good because he was smiling. So, thank you for your program. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you, Danette, for leaving that uh, comment from Minnesota. Listening to KTIS uh, in Minneapolis. Great network of stations. We're glad to be a part of them. And so, I uh, hope you have a Merry Christmas. And, of course, Minnesota is more likely to get the white Christmas than we are in Tucson, which I have to admit we miss those of us who grew up in Michigan or in the Midwest or in the snow country, uh, missing, you know, we hear uh, Crosby singing the song, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Uh, that's just a, a dream here for sure. Uh, but anyway, thank you for that, uh, for that comment. You know, we're wrapping up the show today and we are going to be entering into the weekend tomorrow, Friday, and then the weekend. And I know you guys are busy. I just encourage you to, to uh, slow down a little bit, Take a moment today, take a deep breath and be intentional and ask yourself this one question. What one thing could I do over this next several days? All the people I'm going to be with, all the interactions, people that I want to be with, maybe with the people I don't want to be with, but I'm with anyway because it's an obligation. And come on, you know what I'm talking about. What one thing could you do over these next several days that would show the love of Christ into the hearts of those that you talk with, those that you spend time with, and reduce the level of stress and bring you personally more peace. Because I think those two things will go hand in hand. I would love to hear after Christmas what the one thing was and the difference it made in your life. All right, we're wrapping up the show. I hear the theme. Thank you, Jennifer and Stephen, for your help today. And a reminder, coming up March 1 and 2 in Michigan, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights in uh, East Lansing and then over in Auburn Hills, both in Michigan, uh, March 1 and 2, Friday, Saturday nights. Uh, and tickets are available to our Intentional Living listeners today. 
by going to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Just a thought. Make a nice Christmas gift, guys. Have a great day.